girlfriends. Welcome to the Reformed Crazy Ex-Girlfriends podcast. I'm Autumn, and I'm here with the lovely... Tori. Woo! Okay, so we have a really fun episode planned. I'm just going to get our little self-promos out the way. Uh, Like always, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok are going to be all Reformed Crazy X. Our email is going to be reformedcrazyx at gmail.com. And also... Last episode, we announced that when we get to 100 followers on Spotify, we are going to launch a Patreon that's going to have a bunch of exclusive rewards, including a Discord that we're really, really stoked about. So make sure you go ahead and follow on Spotify if that's where you listen. Um, We're up to 50... Eight or 59 followers last time I checked, which I'm super excited. We're a little more than halfway there. And also, if you uh, listen on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. That means a lot. I saw a couple on there. Uh, that really, really helps us grow and helps put the podcast out there. So thank you so, so, so much to everybody that's listened and been so kind so far. It means a lot to us. We did not expect as many people to listen um, that have. So it's a really good feeling and we are happy to have y'all here with us today. Uh, So we are going to, we have our tip of the day that we're going to do. We also have some fun would you rather questions that we got from Reddit. And then we're also going to talk about what it means to us to be a good person. And to close, we are going to try and react to some funny TikTok stitches (laughs) that Tori has. She's a little popping on TikTok. Uh, So she gets some really weird stitches and we're just going to go ahead (laughs) and react to those. Um, But yeah, stick around because it's going to be super fun. Are you excited, Tori? Oh, I'm very excited. Yay. So the first thing, uh, our little toxic turn tactful tip of the day, we are going to be talking about read receipts on iMessage. Uh, hopefully, most of the people listening have iPhones because I think... I if don't you think have you an Android, do- just click off the, the audio <laughs> or the video. We don't want you as a listener. I'm sorry. Oh, no. No, no, no. Don't isolate people. This just may not be relevant to you. But anyways, read receipts. I hate red receipts so much. I feel like there's no reason to have red receipts on unless you're an asshole that wants people to know that you're ignoring them. I literally roll my eyes as soon as I see that someone has their red receipts on because I just find it to be so annoying. What is your opinion on these, Tori? Um, I do really like your take on it because I it does feel like a game. It Because the only reason you would have those on is exactly like you said to show people you ignored them because if you didn't have them on it's just you respond when you're able to but having that mm-hmm. on and opening it and not responding it to it is just showing that you're ignoring their message you're leaving them on red mm-hmm. exactly but i do i really do like having them on because i am a multiple texter kind of person i'll send 10 text messages in a row so it makes me feel really weird if there's not some type of validation that they're receiving my message it feels like i'm just texting (laughs) into a void uh i get that and that's kind of what i wanted to get into with you know we're trying to take something that's toxic and make it more positive i understand I have some people in my life that like to have red receipts on because it's like, you don't have to respond. I just want you to know that, want to know that you read my message. Um, But I think it's the reaction to that is where things can get a little bit 
toxic per se because it's like, well, you read it, but you didn't respond. Are you ignoring me? Like, what is the appropriate time frame to respond to someone's message? Like, how do you go about that? I think kind of like the last tip that we talked about, it does come down to communication, uh, whoever you're speaking to whatever your opinion is on red receipts, either if you have them on and that's a good thing or be like, I need you to turn these off because I'm going to get anxiety. That's how I feel. If you had your red receipts on and I saw that you were reading my 100 texts I sent you a day and not responding, I'd literally have a panic attack. I think what's hard about it is so I have ADHD, which means I get distracted really easily. And so I have a tendency to click on people's messages and a lot of times I'll have those read receipts on and then it looks like I'm ignoring them. But in actuality, I just a new subject popped into my brain and I got distracted or it also causes anxiety for me because then I feel like I can't even go in to click on the chat log because I'm not ready to respond. So, for instance, I have Mm -hmm. I have a a thread right now that I'm too nervous to click on because I don't want them to see that I've read their messages. And so it's just this source of anxiety too. Yeah, I can definitely see it both ways. I think that this isn't a black and white subject. I think just like this comes down to don't ignore people. And if you're busy, (laughs) you should make that clear because I think like ghosting and ignoring people and just leaving people hanging, especially now when it's like everyone's at home, everyone is on their phone or their computer all the time. Like, I feel like now it's easier than ever to just respond to a text message. And I understand like the burnout a lot of people are feeling. But if you care about someone, you'll go out of your way to be like, hey, today's not a great day. I'm not going to be able to respond. Like I literally did this this morning. Like my friend Carly and I, she, we pretty much talk every day, all day. And this morning I knew that I was going to be busy doing the podcast. So that was like the first thing I texted her when I woke up. I said, hey girl, like I want to make time to talk later, but I'm working on podcast stuff. So I'm not going to be available today. So then she's not sitting around thinking, does Autumn hate me? Because she's not texting me. Um, And I try and love you. Thank you. And I, But okay, so you say that's very thoughtful. I feel like that's the bare minimum, you know? And this was another thing that Carly and I talked about was I like forgot to respond to one of her text messages and I left her, or I I didn't leave her on read, I guess delivered would be the proper verbiage. But she got a little upset and she's like, oh, are you ignoring me? Are you mad at me? And I was like, I'm never gonna ignore you as punishment. Like that's not something that I do. I never leave someone undelivered or choose not to talk to someone as a form of like punishment because they made me angry. I find that to be really cruel, but quite common um, is someone will decide like, oh, I'm mad at you. So I'm just going to completely like not talk to you for a couple days or a week or whatever and I just I hate the silent treatment and that's probably stems from like some childhood trauma but like (laughs) I yeah I think that it's really cruel and I will always try and like let people know why I'm not talking to them because you know I'm someone that texts you like 10 times a day so my absence is really really apparent like if I went a whole day without texting you I think you'd be like "Hmm, what's up with Autumn she hasn't sent me like 10 TikToks she hasn't (laughs) texted me like 20 podcast ideas like what's going on so I know that 
if I don't text people, they'll think I'm bad at them. And that's not how I go. Yeah, I think leaving me on red is probably the cruelest punishment you can give me because I am someone who will talk something to death. Like even if we're hardcore fighting and we both hate each other, I just will continue to talk to you. Even if it's just mean messages because I just don't want to be left on red. And so the fact that someone could read my message and just leave it like that is just so strange to me. It's not anything I could ever do because even if I'm like, oh, I'm going to play it cool. I'm going to leave them on red. I'll probably just come back in 30 minutes and respond to it and then make myself look stupid because I couldn't Mm -hmm. hold strong in that. Yeah. I I thought that this was going to be a little bit more of a simpler thing to discuss, but I, I, we've stumbled upon a bigger subject, which is like, why, why do people feel it's acceptable to ignore each other? I find that, I find it to be so cruel. And I don't know if everyone holds the same opinion. I feel like this is something a lot of people talk about, like, especially in the context of like dating, is people get ghosted all the time. Like, you'll develop romantic feelings for someone and then like never hear from them again or like form a bond with someone and then all of a sudden they just like literally (laughs) play dead (laughs) it's like I and maybe I'm like too emotional and read into things too much but I'm like I would I I don't ghost people and if I ever did like I would think about it every single day for like months and months and months I'd be like that would weigh on my conscience. I'd be like, oh, no, like, I should just, like, just say, like, oh, like, this isn't working out or, like, just say something to that person. Like, I could never do that, but maybe that's weird. I think like, I someone- would much rather have someone just outright block me and never talk to me again that way than leave me on red and ghost me, but leave the opportunity open for me to keep crawling back and sending them more messages to find c- closure. Yeah. Yeah. I... That's a tough one because I do think that if someone goes to you, like, it's extremely cruel and immature, but it is a message in itself if someone's going to decide that they are just going to, like, never speak to you again. Like, that in itself is a form of communication and you need to walk away from that. Like, I've done this a hundred times. Like, someone stops talking to me and I send them, like, a hundred text messages. I'm like, please just tell me what's wrong. It's like, and this person has clearly communicated through their actions that they want nothing to do with me for better or for worse. And there's really nothing you can do about that, which is (laughs) annoying. Why can't you just control everybody and make them bend to your will? Um, I'm like, please tell me what's wrong. I'm not crazy. And then I proceed to send them 300 text messages, (laughs) call them 40 times. I'm like, oh, maybe that's the reason they're kind of backing me off or backing off of me is because I'm terrifying them. You know, it would kill me as if someone like if you were doing that, like they ghosted you and you send them like 100 text messages and like your last text message is like, just tell me why you're doing that. And then they just send you a screenshot of your own messages back. It's just like that's your answer. <laughs> oh my god, that would kill me. Or uh, I would do this during an argument. That this is so messed up. You'd have to really piss me off. Like they go back and like screenshot like different things you said and just like circle certain sentences oh and just gosh, send highlight them, you. like annotate them. Be like, yes. in this part you were being manipulative. In this part you were being toxic. Uh, if you were if you refer to section A, you were being a crazy bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. If we ever get in a fight that's like pretty nasty, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> that's honestly so funny. I think you know, if I ever have another breakup, that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm not even going to do it over the phone because I feel like they can just click on that and exit. I'm going mm-hmm. to like a whole categorized journal and show them all their flaws and highlight sections and have screenshots and printouts of things. And I just, I feel oh like I would gosh. get some closure from that because then I wouldn't be able to like, I- oh, be like, oh, well, they're a great person. I would, I would make a copy for myself mm-hmm. and them. And so I always have it to refer to mm-hmm. anytime I'm starting to get simpy. Yeah. that I think that we just solved breakups. I think that <laughs> this is how everyone should go about breakups. I don't know how we got so away from the source material, <laughs> but I think that <laughs> I, I guess we're just toxic with this one. I don't think we really yeah. found a healthy alternative. So have your ad receipts on. Don't have them on. But uh up to you guys sorry that we can't be helpful (laughs) this isn't a medical advice podcast this is just two gals with microphones i think (laughs) i think my toxic is definitely slipping out today so maybe uh maybe we'll lean away from that but i really want to get into these would you rathers which autumn suggested because she watches the chuckle sandwich podcast which is Super funny Mm -hmm. and the inspiration for a lot of famous TikTok audios right now. So we both Mm -hmm. went online to find some good examples of them. And I'll start us off with (laughs) with this one. I feel like this is Okay. This is a real puzzle right here. I I don't even know how I'd answer it right now, but would you rather only be able to wipe once after using the toilet? Or never be able to copy and paste again. Oh, never be able to copy and paste. That's fine. I'll just I'll just be real careful, type things out manually. I'm okay without the copy and paste. The wiping thing, that's disgusting. <laughs> Dude, the I'm copy sorry. and paste thing would just be such a burden, like for the rest of your life. Imagine links. Oh I just can't send links anymore. I would just have to give up on that. Honestly. It's you can't have everything in life, you know, got to make sacrifice. I just feel like you would, oh, there's no way that one wipe gets everything done. There's just no way. I, I'm just someone who times my pooping with my showering, so. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I guess that's kind of an easy decision for me. I would, I would keep my copy and pasting and just continue on scheduling everything appropriately. Mm-hmm that's that's fair if if that is how you lead your life with that perfect schedule then (laughs) then you know what that's a little bit easier for you I personally don't have that kind of bodily control (laughs) so uh yeah I'm gonna have to forego the copy pasting to be honest but I guess I will share my (laughs) my first would you rather um also we didn't write these out we got these from reddit slash the internet just to be clear okay would you rather be a strawberry with human thoughts or a human with strawberry thoughts (laughs) i feel like i already am a human with strawberry thoughts (laughs) oh my god you know it's really funny when i saw this post on reddit (laughs) <laughs> the first comment was like what the heck is a strawberry thought 
<laughs> and I'm like, I don't really know, but I just I feel like it's sun and sweetness and yeah, no think, yeah. just strawberry. <laughs> exactly. I think, yeah, I think I would just like to be a human with strawberry thoughts because to be cursed, to be a strawberry with like a human I mind know, and feel pain, horrific. absolutely <laughs> and just know what's happening as you're dying and feeling teeth rip through you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty horrible. So yesterday, Keaton bit my finger, and when I tell you, it was the most excruciating pain. Just imagine having having someone sink their teeth into your torso and just ripping you in half. That would be so awful. I hate it. That's horrible. Yeah. So definitely human with strawberry thoughts. All right, your turn, your turn. I'm going to make that my bio, human with strawberry thoughts. It's so cute. Oh my God, do it. Do it. Okay. If your child was switched at birth, but you only found out one year later, would you want to switch it back with your genetic child or keep the one you cared for? This one year has passed and you cared for another couple's genetic child while that couple cared for yours. Oh, what the fuck? I know. It's like nature versus nurture. Well, there's a couple things that you'd have to know. Does this other parent want to do the switch? I you know, think in this scenario they'll they'll do whatever you want. This is just kind of funny. It's like okay. it's like accidental adoption. <laughs> it's like you were going right. for a biological child and it's like, oh no, actually, you just adopted a child. Oh my god. I man. I I feel like I would want my genetic child. I would feel bonded to this child that I ended up with in some way, but yeah, I would want my genetic child and I don't have like a good explanation for that. I just <laughs> I I would want the child that I carried for 9 months, you know, because it's not like you just had the kid for a year there's also the nine months that I carried it in my womb and gave birth and everything like it's not just the year that you would care for them as a newborn but then it's also like were these other parents good parents because a lot of like behavioral things happen in the first like seven years so like one year of development messed up one yeah. Oh, that's a shitty question. What's with you and just like getting those hard hitters in there? God damn. Wouldn't it be kind of hilarious if like your genetic child came back to you and they had neon orange hair too? And you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is my child. How could I have? <laughs> oh my God. How could I have not known? Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. What's your answer? Um, I I feel like that's I was just about to cop out. I was going to be like, I feel like that's something you could really only know if you were in the circumstance. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess I would probably take my genetic child back. I just would feel devastation my whole life for missing out on that first year. Yeah, 100%. But I think that I, yeah, I wouldn't want to miss out on the rest of my biological child's life. Like in the grand scheme of things, like, you take care of your child for like 18 years and then help them through their adult life in some kind of way like missing out on that first year sucks but there's like so much more I feel like that could be a question about how much you value like biological relationships but when you're intentionally like pregnant 
and having a baby, mm-hmm. I feel like your your expectation is that you get to have a biological child. So I, I don't even feel yeah. like it's a question of that anymore. Yeah. No, 100%. It's just, yeah, if I made the decision to have a child that way, then that's, I want, I want the child that I intended to have. Yeah. Um. Okay. My next question is, would you rather have a world that have spiders with long abdomen and slithers like snakes or snakes that are small and build webs inside your house? Oh, it's by, with, and slithers like snakes or snails. <laughs> so you either have like a spider that is the size of a snake and it slithers around with its eight little legs or a snake that is tiny and builds webs in your house. I feel like I can feel it. I don't like that. Oh my god. I personally would want the spider-sized snake with that slithers around because spiders play a very important role in our ecosystem as far as bug control. If there were no spiders, there would be like like something like quadruple the amount of bugs because spiders do a lot of This is funny because you're like, I'm going to look outside of myself and turn this into an environmental issue. No, no, no. No, no, no. This is still about me because I don't want to live in a world with more bugs. I already feel like there's too much bugs. So if we get rid of the spiders and they're replaced with tiny little snake hybrids, then there's going to be more bugs and I don't want that. Oh, so so you're picking the world where the spiders are as big as snakes? Yes. Oh, (laughs) have you not seen Harry Potter? Oh, my God. Yes, I've, of course I've seen Harry Potter. But I feel like, like they wouldn't have that job, though, of killing other bugs anymore. I feel like they would kill domestic animals. <laughs> they would, like, no. eat your dog. Okay, well, in my world, in the rule of my world, they still have their job of handling the ecosystem, okay? okay. But you have to make a choice now. I think I'm going to do the other one because okay. I feel like that's basically, like, silkworms. Uh, silkworms don't build webs in your house. They're not like that common. So I will. So it would be like silkworms, but indoors. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. I respect your choice. But those are so icky. (gasps) One time I was in a park and there was this huge silkworm infestation in this park and they were covering every tree and they were just falling out of trees. They were just getting knocked out. And because we're standing under them, they were just like falling on our shoulders and our heads. And I didn't realize what was happening right away. I was like, what is this? And then I realized that it was touching me. Oh my God. That sounds horrible. I hate that. I literally hate that. Okay. Your turn. Okay, uh, would you rather not be able to use the internet for the rest of your life or your parents and siblings all die from a heart attack right now? What the fuck? <laughs> the top comment um, for this post was like, I swear I'm not addicted because everyone's addicted to the internet and that's why they actually have to sit and think about this. But here's the thing is like the internet is not just like Twitter and Instagram. The internet is also like that's how you submit resumes for jobs. That's how you keep up with the news. Like, it's a hundred million things. It's not just, like, social media. 
Um, Jesus Christ. I mean, I really don't want my family to die suddenly and tragically, so I am going to give up the internet. I guess we'll just have to make do, but I'm not going to like it. Jeez. What about you? Ugh. I guess You're I'm like, just fuck w- my family. I'm TikTok <laughs> famous. <laughs> I guess I'm just wondering, like, um, my family's lived a long enough life, right? Like, they're they're yeah. all way older than me. My closest sibling is ten years older than me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, would it really be that crazy for them to go now? Uh, my main thing is that my brother's very close in age to me. So, if he died, it'd be very tragic. Whereas, like, my other Family members are technically like getting to an older age that it's like that wouldn't it would be horrible and I'd be upset, but it wouldn't be tragic. But, but nobody would suspect died. anything. They'd be like, "Yeah, that's heart attack age." <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll lay off the internet and hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the exact rules of this question are, but I'm thinking, could you use like a liaison to the internet? Like, could someone post videos of you and those go viral? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Well, we saved our family. We're good people. We don't have to (laughs) get hated on for being horrible people. Okay. My turn. Would you rather be really hairy or really slimy? (laughs) I feel like I've been both of those at one point. Oh my god. I'd rather be really hairy. Well, so what is I don't the, want to be slimy. What is the context of the question? Like can you shave it off? Um, yeah. Let's say you can shave it off, but it's like fast you, growing. Yeah, let's it's say like it's Santa like, Claus 2 where his beard just grows back if he tries to shave it. I guess it's Santa Claus 1, but Maybe not like instantaneous like that, but let's just say like it's a huge nuisance. It's not like your normal shaving routine right now. So is the kind of slimy like when you've put a lot of lotion on your whole body for the day and You're it like just kind of sticks slug. around? Ew. Slug. <laughs> you're, you're excreting some kind of substance. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I guess I would just be really hairy and go move into the woods or something <laughs> what the fuck wait you wait so you're saying if you became hairy you would just give up your life and become bigfoot you wouldn't try and like live in society anymore no. you would just forego society and you'd be like i'm i am big, bigfoot now yes i would become wow. an icon and just go live in a lodge Oh, my God. Okay. Let's hold on. Let me, like, change the question a little bit. So, you're slimy, so you would excrete, like, a sub, like, some substance, but it comes out very slowly. So, like, you could could theoretically shower in the morning and be, like, okay for most of the day, but by the end of the night, you're, like, extremely slimy and you'd have to shower again. Oh, I just feel like we need to distinguish, like, we're not Nash Greer. Like, we don't think there's anything wrong with, like natural body hair this is just like oh of course this is like an excess that's consuming your whole life this is like chewbacca like i rarely shave my legs or like any part of me to be honest so like i just realized i I was like oh are we fucking magcon boys right now like oh no 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 no. we do judge you if you're slimy and excrete a mystery (laughs) substance though i'm okay with doubling down on that but harry no 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 this is like this is obviously for jokes (laughs) um 
<laughs> okay, all right. You ask your question. I don't know where we're even at now. Uh, would you rather say yes to every question for the rest of your life or no to every question for the rest of your life? Um, Isn't that kind of yucky? Mm. I feel like that has yucky undertones. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, who wrote this question <laughs> like i feel like as a man like because they have that movie yes man it's like oh fun oh, yeah. and freeing and adventurous but as a woman it just is like it's mm. like i will get assaulted <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's is that not the plot to ella enchanted oh yes it is oh she yeah she has to, does everything that she has to, i i mean i guess I guess let's just specify that the question has nothing to do with relationships. <laughs> Getting hurt. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, I I think I'd rather say yes to everything. I think that'll lead to more fun adventures because I'd be like way more heartbroken if I had to say no, like every time a friend asked me to hang out or like yeah. go do something like that's way worse. Or to so job opportunities. You just have yeah, to I'd rather say yes to everything and have to do like a couple annoying things. Dude, I feel like we're, like, making this sound, like, super dramatic, but I feel like this would only be used against you in, like, the most minuscule things because it's, like, oh, can you go get the remote? And you have to say yes, so you're the person that has to get up every single time or, like... Well, that's enough if to make you- me switch my answer. <laughs> um, okay. My... All right. My, my next would you rather is would you rather receive $5 million now or wait 10 years for $45 million? I'll let you think about it. I'll give you my answer. My answer is I'd rather wait 10 years and receive $45 million because in today's day and age, I feel like $5 million honestly doesn't even get you that far like that'll last you a couple of years but honestly like that'll maybe buy you a house and then like a couple other things i feel like 45 million dollars that's like generational wealth and also the freedom that you would have for the next 10 years knowing that in exactly 10 years time you're gonna make you're gonna have so much money that you'll never have to worry about anything again i feel like you could literally just do whatever you wanted for the next 10 years and just know that there's like not really that much consequence because you have that like pot of gold at the end of the rainbow you know (laughs) I feel like I would be kind of resentful for those 10 years though like I would just be dragging my feet just waiting for it to happen and I just feel kind of miserable keeping everything super tight in the meantime oh I wonder if this is how trust fund people feel oh my god they just like (laughs) hate their life until they're 21 and then bingo what do you get your trust fund? Twenty one or twenty two? Um, twenty one, right? Mm. You're like, what? Why would I know <laughs> I about a trust fund? I have no experience um, with that. That's what I get for living in Orange County, hanging out with Newport Beach people too much. <laughs> I feel like this question is kind of reminds me of those ones that are hard, where it's like, would you rather make a cent every minute or a dollar every? hour and then it's like you have to do this math where you have to figure out how you could invest it properly and which one would make more sense because i almost feel like if you get the five million now it's you pair up could turn it into 45 million yeah yeah because what what could you do in 10 years with five million dollars if you didn't automatically buy something incredibly expensive you could live minimally while you work with that money to grow it but i you're also playing with risk there I think I do the five million yeah. now. I think I want to be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. 
I, um, yeah, I don't know. That's definitely like two ways to think about it. I think I'd still wait for the 45 million because I just feel like that's so life changing. It's crazy. I think I would just have this narcissistic air about me because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be rich in 10 years and I would be probably working in food service or something and I'd just be kind of an asshole to everyone because I'm like, little do you know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be rich in, in nine and a half more years. So you better have some respect for me. Yeah. I, but also like, I feel like that it just comes down to like this thing that I think about a lot, like with my goals and what I want to do with my life is I'm like, because the big question, like, what makes you scared to do something is, like, what if it doesn't work out? What if this doesn't go the way I planned? But it's, like, if you had the freedom knowing that whatever you did, it was going to work out, you were going to be fine, like, that would be such a good feeling. And I feel like money kind of does that for you. It's, like, I can I can screw up so much. It doesn't matter because it's going to be okay in the end, you know? Yeah. yeah. Isn't it kind of sad that $5 million is – I feel like like I, not even that much. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like I'll never even have five million dollars in my life or in assets or whatever. But it's just compared to what other people have, it's just not a crazy I amount. Know. Yeah, I just think about like my biggest goal in life is to just eventually own a house, and I think about a lot of like financial things in terms of would that buy me a house or not and like five million will definitely buy you a house but it's like it won't keep a house for you because property tax and all of these other things like it's like not even that much and that's like insane that's absolutely fucking insane you know what this reminded me of it just reminded me of what I want to bring up what do you think about did you hear about the whole Kylie Jenner thing and the GoFundMe for a makeup artist. Oh my gosh. I mean, if she's truly a billionaire, which is up for debate, <laughs> I've heard that things were fabricated in order for that Forbes article to be written. Even if she's not a billionaire, she's extraordinarily wealthy. And this isn't just like some random GoFundMe. This is someone that's supposed to be like a close friend of hers. Like she should have paid the bill. She should have paid the thing off. It's like, and another thing about Kylie Jenner is she has a very young audience. Her audience is mainly young girls. And it's like they're very impressionable. If she's going to post like a GoFundMe, then these are like teenagers that work minimum wage jobs or they're asking their parents like, oh, like, can I have the money to donate to this GoFundMe? Oh. Like thinking that they're doing the right thing. But in reality, it's incredibly exploitive of her because – I used to work at Ulta and we sold Kylie Cosmetics and everyone that bought, like I never saw a single adult like actually buy her stuff. It was always girls that were like 12 to like 17 that are coming in like begging their mom like, oh, can I please like get a lip kit or like one of her like uh, skincare things. So that's like the context that I look at her in is I saw like in real life that her audience is very young. So for her to do that, I'm like, that's really scummy. That's I, gross. I think what it made me feel because yes, I do completely agree. I think it would have been so easy for her to do that and just take care of it and make everything good again. Mm -hmm. But I think it's incredibly dystopian that we look at these rich people. Like for instance, I saw this video where I was talking about 
what's his name who owns Amazon? Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. So how he has enough money to end world hunger and like poverty, basically all of the world's issues all, and all the problems. Exactly. Yeah. He has enough money to pay for all like the estimated amounts for all those problems because those are problems in the billions. But this person was breaking it down to explain that even if all his money is invested and he only gets this certain amount, he could pay for those things, but his investments would continue to accrue money. So he would never be losing any money. He would either get back to the same place or even Mm -hmm. more so because he makes so much money. But I just think it's so weird that people are allowed to have so much money that we would look to them to solve our issues instead of the people in charge because we're we're mad at people like Kylie Jenner but isn't it just kind of sad that we just don't help people who need it that we're having to look to people who are famous and have too much money i just think it's weird it's like i feel like it's a bigger problem with the healthcare system is that people who are unwell that healthcare is something that is classist and it's really sad. Yeah, I think that the biggest thing is I totally get what you're saying. Like, we should not have to rely on these famous figureheads to solve our issues. Absolutely not. We should live in a government and a society that takes care of us and makes sure that we have our basic needs, like a roof over our head, food to eat, health care, all of those things. Those are basic human necessities that you can't live without. So they should be free. Everyone should just have that. And I know that's so radical, so radical, but um, I love that sound. That's AOC. A shout out to my fellow radicals who believe in things. Anyways, sorry. But I think that the biggest thing why we put so much responsibility, like not only do they have that money, but it's not like no one becomes a billionaire on accident. It's not like Kylie woke up one day and was like, I'm going to have a makeup line. Oops. Oh my goodness. It was super successful. It's like, it's the support no. of like the middle class and the working class. Well, no, no, no. She like, there's that like, um, you know, monetizing your audience, but it's also the exploitation of labor. That's how you make a billion dollars is by exploiting your workers. That's the only way that any of these businesses are as um, profitable as they are is because Kylie Jenner pays women in Bangladesh like 50 cents an hour or something horrible. Or I think she recently got in trouble for like not paying her workers at all for her and her sister's clothing line. While simultaneously being a billionaire, I don't know like the whole story on that. I know that there was a, I think it was like trending on Twitter. They were talking about justice for Bangladesh because Kylie and Kendall have a clothing line with Paxson, I believe, and they just didn't pay the workers um, for the labor that they were doing, and they were already getting paid slave wages, like most sweatshops do um i just that makes me wonder if in order to be someone who is that rich in the billions you just cannot be someone who has moral responsibility because it's, you can't yeah because you can't cause, like because i'm thinking between us it's like if we were as rich as jeff bezos i'd be like 
yeah, no problem. This obviously wouldn't even hurt me. I'm never going to spend this amount of money. That's just ridiculous. And so you would fix all these problems when then, you know, maybe you wouldn't even be the richest person anymore. You would take that massive hit and you wouldn't even be on those four bliss anymore because you're giving away all your money. Yeah. And that's why like people put Bill Gates on such a pedestal. He's just as bad. He also did not make a billion dollars on accident. He's just as complacent in a classist system as all of his other billionaire counterparts. Like he does a lot of philanthropy, but he doesn't do philanthropy at the cost of his billionaire status. He's still a billionaire because he wants to be. He's not like one of the good guys, um, so to speak. But yeah, I think that there is something to be said about you have to do so many horrible things just to make a billion dollars. So by the time you're a billionaire, you're not worried about the world and how good it is. You're not going to make suddenly an empathetic decision because I think you have to be a psychopath to make the decisions that need to be made in order to make that kind of money in the first place. So I... I I do like, I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory if I'm way off base, but I think that all the richest people are sociopaths. I don't think that there's another explanation because why else would you not just like fix the world's problems when it would be so easy for you to do so? Because when you get to that point, it's not like another mansion or another like Lamborghini is going to really bring you all that much joy. Like, can we not like just take his money, fix the world's problems and make him like king of the world, like give him some like title that would like make him happy? Like if that's what it takes to get things done, let's yeah. just do it. Let's like incentiv- incentivize him with something he couldn't have unless he really did <gasps> something fixing like that. I know, that's kind of smart. I just feel like yeah, the the, point like the is- key to the world not the key the key to the world like (laughs) (laughs) all the countries like come together at the un and they like design a key together i feel like he already has that because he's probably in the illuminati they already they're already living in the core of the earth anyways with the other lizard people probably i mean yeah that's the thing is we are like begging (laughs) do you have a sunflower (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i look like i'm showing it off to the camera like it's my secret power i, know. I was like I, I was like zoned off for a second while i was talking and i come back and you're like playing with this flower i'm like oh, is that for me thank you i feel like an anime character with like a with like a playing card when he's like Oop. oh my god <laughs> makes it appear real, out of real. nowhere but yeah no i we're begging these people to like care and to take care of us but they don't give a shit and they're never going to so that's why the government needs to step in and tax them and redistribute their money because they've already proven that they're not going to do it on their own because like theoretically that's how capitalism is supposed to work is that you give people a free market so some people can play with their innovative ideas and make a lot of money but then that's supposed to trickle down and they're supposed to make the world a better place. But it's been proven that that doesn't happen. If you give people an opportunity to make a billion dollars and keep it for themselves, they're going to do it. Like people most often don't do the right thing is what we've learned from the American experiment pretty much, which is sad. Yeah. But true. Really sad. Sometimes I just feel like we're le- living in one of those dystopian teen novels because 
it just does not make sense to me that people are dying every day on mm-hmm. the street from yeah. cold and hunger when there's just so so much excess so much that goes to waste mm-hmm. that is something like if you've ever been to LA that is like where it is so like apparent you could be walking around LA and like see people that are homeless on the street that have nothing that are like begging for food begging for change and then also see the Hollywood sign in the horizon and like something like a symbol of such extreme wealth and status and to have those two things exist in the same like five mile radius it's just like how did we get here you know but I think that people are growing more tired because it's like even Chrissy Teigen who used to be this like funny relatable quirky girl everyone on Twitter is like shut the fuck up like you're just like rich and annoying now that turned so quickly she was like the Mm -hmm. Jennifer Lawrence of the internet and then everyone decided there's always one to hate her it's just and I don't have any like personal feelings towards her. I I actually enjoy her cookbook. I think that she's really funny. But what happens with these people is they are ultimately out of touch. They ultimately are not relatable to us because she made this tweet where she was like, "Oh my god, my waiter accidentally charged me for a ten thousand dollar bottle of wine." Oopsie Daisy, how could you not tell me? Anyways, we paid the check. Blah blah. blah and it's like. That's not funny. $10,000 could honestly change my life in this moment. I could like pay off a bunch of bills, pay our rent for a couple months ahead, like make sure there was food on the table. Like for you to be like, oopsies, mm, $10,000 like- down the drain. It's like, um, that's like not relatable to the rest of us in the middle of a panoramic Miss Teagan. Come on. Remember when she's like, ooh, woo, look at me. I fly coach. She said that. I <laughs> yes. I, she was like, you guys might expect us to, you know, take a private jet places, but we're just like the rest of you. We we ride in coach with you guys as well. Not even first class because we want to save money. I'm like, you're so full of shit. They probably just didn't have first class on that airline and you had to do that. What an idiot. Yeah, it's just like that's the thing is – these people, they're so out of touch with like how much the rest of the world truly struggles that they say these things. And I don't think that she's meaning to be insensitive or inflammatory, but it's like the fact that you even live like that and you will broadcast that, it's shitty because so many people have so little. And it's the, the same reason that people got mad at Kim Kardashian for her birthday party. It's like, they all got tested, flew on a private jet to a private island and had her birthday. And it's like, did you technically do anything wrong? It's like in terms of COVID safety, like, yeah, that you you did the right thing. But it's like there are people that are dying. There are people getting buried by medical bills. There are people that can't afford their medication and getting laid off of their jobs. And you're gallivanting on a private island with your family. It's like man two different worlds and it's not funny it's not cute like it used to be looking up to these celebrities used to be this thing where it's like oh like it's kind of cool to like see their designer bags and their closets and their vacations like it's kind of fun because that's glamorous and I don't I'm not gonna get to live that life ever but it's fun to watch but now it's like mm, 
if I get COVID, I will probably get buried in thousands of medical, thousands of dollars worth of medical bills, and I could possibly die just because I don't have the money that you have. Like now, people are seeing that this is a matter of life and death, not just like, oh, I wish I could have a leave a time back, but I don't, and that's okay. It's like, no, Kim Kardashian and Chrissy yeah, Teigen and all these people buys you safety and comfort and the option to do all those things because it's not even it's not even losing I mean if you want to scale it back like between before life and death it's not even losing out on vacations it's like I lost out on like job opportunities like college opportunities Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go to a research convention this year that would have completely sold my resume it's like everyone's mental health is just shit because they're losing all these things they're stuck at home and Mm -hmm. oh because you have enough money that you can pay a doctor's hourly wage like to come to your house and check you guys out you get to do whatever you want yeah exactly no it's really messed up and it's like these people the kardashians or any celebrity for that matter like they are exorbitantly rich because we chose to pay attention to them and we made them rich, which is a different conversation about the people that we decide to put on a platform. But it's like they don't understand that just because they're not technically bad people, because they have decided to hold on to all this money, any decision they make is a bad one. Any decision that isn't, I'm going to give away millions of dollars and pay people's rent and make sure that they have the medical attention that they need and you know all of that stuff insulin is like the highest it's ever been like there's just a hundred different things that they could spend their money on any decision that isn't just giving away your millions of dollars is the wrong decision like i just don't really see how you could possibly justify holding on to whatever their net worth is when other people are struggling so much like that's just not it's not right. You know what I really cannot stand that people who are typically famous on the internet do? I feel like they play the poor Olympics where they try to convince their audience they're struggling with money and, oh, we just bought this house and we have a mortgage and things are really tough. When in reality, it's not even close to that at all. Yeah. And I find mm-hmm. myself legitimately stressed for these people because I'm like, oh no, my favorite creator is not going to be able to pay the bill on their car this month. Like, oh man, I feel the worst. Like for mm-hmm. instance, so I didn't watch Shane Dawson back in his problematic days. So I wasn't familiar with him at all. So I kind of hopped Mm -hmm. in during that time when he was, you know, the empathetic golden boy who made documentaries and and seemed like such a good person. But this trope that he would lean on all the time is, oh, yeah, we're really struggling. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, there's a chance I can make a million dollars. It's like you Mm -hmm. make a million dollars in a month. Shut the fuck up. But I remember Uh like being so stressed about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want Shane to struggle. Like, cause he, you know, he dresses down too. And like all he eats is fast food and diet Coke. So you're like, oh man, like his life must be so difficult. And if he doesn't have this career, what does he have? And I feel so stupid. And I feel so stupid because I feel like creators repeatedly do this. And, you know, obviously we both like Trisha, but I feel like she's been doing that a lot lately too. And it's like, if you just, if you look inside her house and look at the kind of things she buys, it's like, she's fine. 
but I don't I don't feel mm-hmm. like it's humble. I don't feel like it's humble. I feel like it's out of touch. Yeah, it really is because it's like, oh, you, Trisha, you think you're poor? I'll show you poor. Come <laughs> live in my house for a minute. And it's like, I'm quite privileged. I live in a really beautiful house in a affluent neighborhood in Southern California. Like, I'm not doing bad by any means, but my struggles, like compared to Trisha's struggles, it's like you don't even know what it's like to actually be poor in this world. I think a lot of her conversation comes from she spends excessively because of her borderline personality disorder. And she also compares herself to Ethan. And I know Ethan's like rich, rich because they have like a whole business, whereas Trisha doesn't but whatever they're both fucking rolls royce owners so they're fine (laughs) i just think it would be so nice to live in a world where i could just buy something brand new fresh and not have to diy everything because i was looking at her i think it was versace right her table that she got that was oh yeah some designer table i'm like oh man oh my god we should diy that i was thinking that i was like oh if i bar if i buy like one of those um cheap card tables from walmart and just get some old tiles from uh this like secondhand store in my town i'm like oh i could totally do that but can you imagine how nice that would be just to be able to buy that directly from the seller yeah 100% it would be so nice like the things that I feel guilty about like I get my hair done like that's like my one thing that I spend like quite a bit of money on and I feel so guilty I'm like oh like I should really be like like maybe I should like put this in savings or I should you know give this to like my friend that's struggling or I should like buy food for the house or something like I can never truly enjoy anything because I'm like "Mm, you never know what's gonna happen like a week from now like it's just horrible I have never had a guilt-free purchase I think in my whole life I've never just like gotten a coffee and been like yeah you know what I needed this this is good there's always Mm so many mental gymnastics I have to do leading up to it like well do I really need this like I could Mm -hmm. save it up for this and it could go to this utility bill I can never just buy something and be like yep I bought this and move on like I think about Mm -hmm. it so often and the fact that I feel so much anxiety opening up my banking app is just so frustrating when I go to the internet and I look at these people and I'm not resentful of them for having money it's like that's yeah. That's perfectly okay, but when they want to diminish what they have, that's just so frustrating to me because I know I'm going to be struggling always. Mhm. Yeah. No, I I totally agree. And someone that actually it was small bare minimum, but I liked how they went about it was I was listening to the Tiny Meat Gang podcast recently. And I think like in the past two years, they must have started doing really well financially because they both moved into like really nice houses and bought nice cars. And they don't really talk like flex their houses or their cars at all. They don't talk about that too much. But they recently were in the news for being investors in this startup and they were talking about like their investment process and being in the business like a little bit in a joking way and they like straight up said they're like we're not relatable anymore like we live in a different world and they were just talking about like how privileged they are and I respected that more because like you said I had seen that trend of creators trying to be like too relatable 
people sitting in like a million dollar mansion, but they <laughs> like they straight zoom up in with their camera, so you can't see how I the, know the how, high ceilings and the mm-hmm. marble floors. Like fuck you, for real. Yeah, but they were like they straight up said they're like we're like our lifestyle is not relatable anymore, and I was like. Thank you for saying that because I'm so tired of being pandered to by the wrong people. I find it humiliating and insulting. Yeah. I'm like, this is not having the effect that you think it is. So honestly, I I've think always cool. wondered about them because I mean, Noel's doing like amazing f- for himself, but I feel like Cody is more of like a household name, I guess, on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he has more recognizability than Noel, maybe less so now because they pair up you know on this podcast but yeah I've always wondered I'm like oh how well is Cody doing because I but I mean he has a lot of things going on and he has he's always given me mm-hmm. stock bro energy so that doesn't surprise uh. me that he's investing <laughs> in something yeah they're investing in this some startup but um should we invest they're in dispo in- do you think that's gonna do well shut the fuck <laughs> up uh I think it's a little late for that um but they both do incredibly well. They make $80,000 a month on Patreon alone. And that's not including their, um, like, whatever sponsorship placements they get for their podcast. And then they obviously have, like, their YouTube channel. Like, they're doing really well as far as YouTubers go. Because they have they were smart and they diversified. I feel like a lot of YouTubers, like, rely on YouTube to make all their money. Um but if you can like take your platform and start a business and do other things as far as content creation, then you can usually be pretty uh, well off and stable. So they seem like good guys. I'm. It's not that I don't want people to be successful. And even though like Cody and Noel, I guarantee they probably have like millions of dollars. Like even them like that's not really who i'm worried about i'm worried about like jeff bezos and elon musk and bill gates these people that have like astronomical amounts of money that can make change because when we talk about like cody and noel like i'm gonna guess like even if they have like two million dollars each they could give away that two million and make really no impact like on the world's problems because they're that big and they're that vast and hard to tackle so it's like people like that who they don't have employees that they're exploiting they just got successful off of being like funny guys on the internet like you know I feel like that's okay that's not the enemy it's the people that have the money to fix stuff and don't do it yeah I've been thinking about that a lot especially because I feel like H3 and Ethan are both I'm like separating them as if they're two different people. I feel like Ethan <laughs> is very candid about mm-hmm. money and having a lot of money. And he talks about taxes a lot. And I was listening to an episode recently where he said now they're being taxed about 50% of their money. And Ethan's obviously doing very well for himself. But comparatively to the richest people in the world, like the 1%, it's just not even close not even close so it's like crazy to me that someone could be losing losing 50 percent of their wealth when he's paying i I mean at least those three like zach uh ian and oh wait zach Mm -hmm. ian ab and dan he's paying them as full-time employees so not only Mm -hmm. is he responsible for himself and his business but he's paying them enough for like for for them to survive he's paying like health care mm-hmm. benefits for them and so it's weird yeah. to me that someone of his status who runs like a small business with like under 
probably like 20 employees, is being taxed mm-hmm. 50% of his wealth where I feel like all those bil- billionaires are getting all these tax write-offs so that they can be ultra yeah. mega rich. They probably don't even pay their taxes. And yeah, it's like the people that are good people that do follow the rules are the ones that get punished because someone like Ethan who sees the world for what it is and is outspoken about, you know, like social programs and stuff he's going to pay his taxes because he knows it's the right thing to do. He's not going to try and like find some loopholes. I mean, I think we're really like putting this guy on a pedestal, but (laughs) I think this is probably like, sorry, we just love Ethan so much. I know just taking him at face value from what we know from his podcast. Like he's not going to go and be like an asshole, like fucking Jake Paul that's moving to Puerto Rico to, stop paying his taxes it's like dude <laughs> i hope this doesn't age like milk and we find out ethan has been like embezzling money oh my and god could you imagine like 50 cents an hour <laughs> he's been paying him like ai wages <laughs> could you imagine like tomorrow like he gets caught in like some fucking tax some evasion photos scandal? of him with his hands behind his back and <laughs> a shaved head and shaved eyebrows looking like a fucking oh psychopath that would be horrible. No, I don't think Hila would let that happen. And Hila, she runs Teddy Fresh and they have employees for that. They have like a whole warehouse and they like pay their taxes on that too. It's just like, I just feel like the wrong people are getting punished in society. People that aren't doing the evil shit are getting punished because I guess that's like what we do have control over you know you can go after someone that makes a couple million you can't go after someone that makes a billion so we just had the longest discussion about capitalism we completely just said fuck off to our last two topics i guess we'll do that next time but we are at that hour oh wow i thought we just had one topic left yeah i guess we had two left (laughs) but that's okay we can do that in our next episode um I just think it's so funny we got so riled up about rich people that <laughs> we we just completely went off the rails. I feel like we'll have to title this episode something along the lines of Kylie Jenner is rich and I'm mad about it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Kylie Jenner. We just have to put like a celebrity in each title so that people listen to our episode because I feel like our David Dobrik episode it did pretty well. Yeah, maybe so. that got passed around in the vlog squad group chat. They, they're they like that intently looking at all of their <laughs> analytics and stuff that they they have to search their name. Oh my gosh. Side note, I made a tweet. So you know that guy on TikTok, the two-turn Tony or whatever? Yes. He like has a duck and whatever. I think he's so, I'm so suspicious of him. I don't have anything to back this up. He hasn't technically done anything. He parties during a pandemic, but so do a lot of people. I think yeah. it's fucked up, but like- what can you do? But he gives me the same energy as this guy that he's called Kirill was here, who was this like party photographer back in the day and just throw through these huge parties, but ended up like getting canceled because he ended up being a real piece of shit. And he gives me that same energy. So I tweeted, I was like, I'm really suspicious of that two turn Tony guy. Uh, haven't we learned our lesson about those types? <laughs> and then he replied and he was like, he's like, don't categorize me. And then I looked on his Twitter and it's like 90% him obviously searching up his own name. And there like, was multiple re- replies to other people saying yeah, similar things. Like, so many, like any tweet that mentions his name, he replies to. 
I'm like, dude, get off Twitter. You do not need to be searching your own name like that. It was just so annoying because I was like, dog. Dude, we need to tell Insider about this. Uh No, I, I, I don't know what's up with that. Just seems really weird to just be searching your name preemptively. If if it's not real, it's just Mm -hmm. move on. But the fact that he has to go to every single tweet and be like, actually, fuck off. I'm. I'm a good guy. I just feel like I'm suspicious of any guy that has that like fraternity lifestyle yes, yes. when you're not in a fraternity. Like I judge fraternities, but especially like being a fraternity brother is bad enough. If you're a wannabe fraternity brother, mm, there's something there's some wires that are not crossed properly in here. It just has always rubbed me the wrong way because Obviously, women are allowed to make their own decisions and portray themselves in any way they want. But in almost all of the videos, he has a woman in it. They're clearly being objectified and sexualized for some type of bit he's doing. And Mm -hmm. it just doesn't seem like it could be a completely normal situation if they're not actively. Because how much could they gain from that? Even if I doubt he does tag them directly in the video, but even if he did tag them directly in the video they're not getting much from that he's getting something from it Mm -hmm. because everybody's clicking on the video because his cover photo of the tiktok is boobs so obviously he's getting views and money from that so it just it does seem icky to me Mm -hmm. no 100 i think that like yeah women can agree to whatever they want but if you're a man that has the mindset that women only exist for your sexual pleasure, whatever that is, if it's looking or touching or actually like fucking them, whatever, like you need to reevaluate how you value people and women, especially because if your comedy relies on women being objects and women posing around you to make you look cool, like I think that there's something really messed up deep down about that i don't like that i don't like that and i i don't know maybe we're just like not in that like party culture where you wear a bikini and let people pour tequila down your throat like maybe maybe they're having fun and we're just like boring nerds but i don't know even yeah even when i was like in my party phase and i was doing that stuff like i don't i don't know any woman that like actually likes that it's just like, oh, let's look cool for the guys. Like, that's why they do it, which is fine. But it's we are, we're only put in that position because men think it's cool to humiliate women and put them in degrading positions. And yeah. that should not be the norm. It's the opinion we're receiving from them that makes us feel like we have to live up to a certain idea. Mm-hmm. 100%. So fuck that guy. And <laughs> I'm Dude, gonna fucking maybe... beef between us and him. Hell yeah. We no, need to tag him like... in our newest episode. Oh my God. We do. He's just gonna say that we're like ugly nerds. <laughs> He's like, well, you know what? I wouldn't have even had you star in my TikToks anyway. So what does that say about you? Says I'm an ugly fucking nerd. You know, if I'm not. A beautiful, sexy woman in a bikini. What value do I provide to society? Really? Crazy. Crazy. But yeah. All right. I think that this is a good place to end it. What do you think, Tori? 
Yeah, I'm getting worked up, so maybe we should. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you guys for listening to us rant for a little bit. Uh, The next episode will be more organized. Hopefully, we don't go on a tangent, but I had a lot of fun chatting here. Like I said in the beginning, all of our social media is going to be at ReformedCrazyX, and please, please, please make sure you follow us on Spotify and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot. We really, really appreciate all the support we've gotten you guys are the bomb.com all righty later